Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Nick Huber. Nick is an experienced freelance business journalist and content consultant. He specializes in writing about professional services and business-to-business technology. During his 25-year career, he has reported on some of the world's biggest media organizations, including the BBC, dozens of trade magazines, including Accounting Age, and business publications. As a content strategist specializing in thought leadership, he has ghostwritten blogs, white papers, and opinion articles for top 10 accounting firms, top technology companies, and global consultancies. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Nick Huber. Hi, and thanks for having me. Well, first off, Nick, why do you do what you do? Well, it probably all goes back to when I was about 14 or 15. I was at school, obviously, and um, some reporter from a local a reporter from a local newspaper came to give a, a talk to my class. And I thought um, it was interesting. And I think journalism had always been in the back of my mind. And then I stayed behind afterwards to ask him a, a question, which was perhaps semi-sensible. And he sort of showed interest and said, if you ever, ever want to sort of learn more about journalism, come into the newsroom. And I'd love to say that I did. And, I, you know, my journalism career started, but I didn't. You know, I was just too distracted by other things then. Um, but I think that was the sort of the seed was planted then. And I really appreciate the the journalist coming to give um, a talk at my school. And then after university, I did politics at university. I did a, a journalism postgraduate diploma, as a lot of journalists do now, if they don't start in the local media. Um, and I kind of fell into business journalism, really. I originally planned to get into producing TV documentaries but then discovered that actually there's a lot of work and a lot of variety in business journalism, and it can be very interesting. Um, and then I went through the trade press to the national media. And like a lot of journalists, I, on the side, I did copywriting or what's now really more known as sort of um, content writing, ghostwriting, blogs and white papers um, to earn, earn some money on the side, um, get on the housing ladder and discovered that it was, I quite enjoyed it and it was quite interesting. Um, and so now I sort of, the tables are turned really. I make most of my income from advising companies on thought leadership and helping them write better quality thought leadership and also like get better media coverage. And then a minority of income from my journalism, although that, that's still very important. But I probably learned 90, 95% of what I know about writing from the journalism. So talk a little bit about uh, and expand on what you said there about uh, the quality of thought leadership. You think that it, it's vi- more varied than it used to be, but the quality hasn't improved much. So talk about why you think that might be. I think it's because come, everyone's trying to jump on the bandwagon of, of thought leadership. Everyone's sort of claiming to be a thought leader these days, even though the term thought leader it doesn't really that make that much sense when you sort of um, analyze it, but we all get the gist of it. And I think it's um, a case of sort of companies striving for um, quantity rather than quality. And there's some sort of common sort of mistakes I see amongst all companies when they're producing blogs or, or white papers or webinars. And I think one of the main ones is they that they write for themselves, they're producing content for themselves, but not for the audience. 
and they're trying to align every single word and sentence in their blog or white paper with their marketing and strategic plan for five years, rather than thinking about, right, what's a really interesting idea? How can we write about that clearly uh, and produce stuff that the audience wants to read? And how can we relate that to what our business is doing or our key marketing messages? So that would be one of the one of the common mistakes. Another mistake is to use, which you're probably familiar with and a lot of people listening, but to use too much jargon. Um, I think because sometimes if you use jargon, you don't actually have to think about what you're writing and it it can make you sound or you think you make, it makes you sound more authoritative, um, whereas the reverse is true and it can kind of turn off readers and listeners. Um, other things sort of that too too generic and too vague, rather than focusing on a really specific aspect of a subject. So, for example, say if you're writing about artificial intelligence and how um, accountants could use it, a generic blog would be, how will AI change accountancy? Whereas a more specific or interesting one, the hook might be, how will... uh, small accounting firms specializing in audit um, use AI to cut their costs and um, improve efficiency or something. Yeah, it's really what you're talking about is making sure that you're 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 writing for a particular audience, a target audience, rather than for yourself. And and, and in a lot of cases, that might be a, a customer, or the, the, the so mm-hmm. you want to put the customer's uh, spin on things. Say what what is a value to the person who's going to be reading or using this technology in the end. Exactly, and I think it's one of the key things that the best companies I see in terms of producing thought leadership, they're, they're able to take a step back from the subject and think, and as, as good journalists can do uh, or will do, take a step back and think, okay, um, what's really of interest here? Why would it be of interest to our audience? In, in journalism, it's often called the kind of the news hook or the, the so what. You need that to hook the attention um, of the reader. And when you're producing I think what some companies don't realize is when they're producing all this thought leadership content, they're not just competing against the direct competitors. They're competing against the traditional media, the new media, podcasts, social media. There's so much, um, there's, there's a real fight for attention now on so many screens and in so many formats and so many mediums and probably increasingly it's going to be in the metaverse as well. So that means that you really have to focus on just trying to say something new and interesting for your for your audience. So other than obviously your work and, and trying to improve the, the folks that you work with, do you, do you see any, is there a, a, a ray of hope in the end? Do you think some companies are coming wise to this at all? Or I think so. I think so. I mean, I think the, um, I wouldn't want to sound too pessimistic about the, the state of thought leadership, um, but I think the the best quality thought leadership out there is better than it was um, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. That's a definite trend. And I think probably some of the slickest content comes from either the big four accounting firms. um, I mean, full disclosure, sometimes I'll I'll ghostwrite content for them or the big management consultancies. But often what these companies do is they don't just produce a lot of the stuff 
the thought leadership in-house, they'll outsource some of the writing or editing or, or editing to um, freelance journalists or um, content marketers with a journalism background. It's hard to do everything yourself, even if you've got a huge marketing department. And Nick, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Okay, well, that's a good question. And uh, in the back and forth about this podcast, I've been thinking about that question for a long time. And I think my answer would be, I I don't have necessarily specific heroes, but if I could give an answer as there's lots of sort of journalists I admire and and journalists who've had a huge impact um, on my life and who I really respect. And it's probably uh, the same for a lot of people listening to this. It's those, It might be a news anchor or a reporter for a newspaper who you admire and who's there throughout the big events, the big news stories, and sometimes uh, the big events in your life, explaining, trying to explain the world a little bit better, who you sort of develop um, a trust in, who will ask the really difficult questions to politicians, to business leaders. Um, And I think that's who I'd probably say are my kind of heroes or certainly people I have a lot of respect for. And even now, you know, you get lots of lots of journalists and the traditional media who are kind of sometimes under attack or under siege, often from conspiracy theorists or populist politicians or journalists, such as, you know, the Wall Street journalist reporter Evan Gerskovich you know, currently imprisoned in Russia. And they're just, these journalists face a lot of problems or even, you know, risk to life just for doing their job. So that's the kind of thing that inspires me. And um, I think there's lots of lessons that can be learned from the best of traditional media. And all those lessons about how they communicate, how they gather news, how they find find a news hook or a frame for a story – and how they explain complex things in an accessible way. All of those rules and principles can be applied to thought leadership. I don't think there's, it's actually, thought leadership is really complex. You don't need all these matrices or whatever, um, but it is hard to do well. And lastly, Nick, how can somebody contact you? Probably the best way is um, through LinkedIn, and I've got my contact details on there. I've got a um, a website. Um, I probably should say it's a website in progress, nickhuberwrites.com. They can also um, contact me uh, through that. All right. Nick Huber, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. 